The United Nations attacking churches and the Bible. Earthquakes. The United or the um, European Union leadership of Israel and a Palestinian peace. Central bank digital currencies foreshadowing the mark of the beast. It's all prophetic and dominating the headlines. And we'll discuss these events and more while taking your calls on this open line edition of the End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, located here in Plano, Texas. And I want to welcome you to this edition of the End Time Show. Now, I love open line. Uh, every Friday, we'll open the phone lines up, and it's just a great conversation. We can just all relax a little bit. And it's very important that we have a chance just to talk to each other. And one of the most popular segments of our prophecy conferences over the years has been the Q&A segment because people have been able to ask questions and uh, get their answers met. And I have many people that email me after the radio program because they can't watch it from 3 to 4 or wherever you're at. So uh, if you want to email me a question, drobbins at endtime.com. But for those of you that are listening, if you'd like to call in, the number is one 877 363-8463, if you got a prophecy question you've always wanted to ask, and I'd love, for, love to talk to you, and I'll make a deal with you today. If you'll keep your questions short, I'll do my best to keep my answers short. How's that? And then we'll get to as many as we can, and um, very thankful for each and every one of you. I do want to say thank you to Pastor Mike Arona, because he gave me, uh, he sent me a, a copy of the updated version of the Naked Communist, uh, exposing communism and restoring freedom. Because you understand, the Bible talks about a global socialistic takeover of the end time world government and the Antichrist. We're seeing that happening as we speak. And so the naked communist, the, guy, um, the guy's name is Cleon Skousen. He wrote about it way back, um, I don't know, probably 50 plus years ago and exposed a lot of what, the, it gave 45 goals of the Communist Party. And so I always wanted the book, The Naked Communist. I'm going to go through here. Just about everyone, if not all, of the 45 goals have been implemented. They're, they're, they're working in our society today, many of them. And so I know that it's prophesied in the Bible. And so that's why I'm so interested in this. If you, if you haven't figured it out by now, one of my candy stick topics is world government. Because it's one of the ominous things that everybody on the planet will face in the end time. The, the world government is, is Satan's effort to establish his physical kingdom here on the earth. And so he will try to control all of us. Well, the more we can resist that, the better off we're going to be. The Bible says the Antichrist will face resistance all the way to the very end. I want to be in one of the nations that is resisting him. And so I believe the United States will be one of those nations, but we need to resist 
those efforts to keep him out of our country. Well, there are a lot of people, the socialist and the Communist Party USA that's been here since 1919, and they've been grooming politicians and uh, people in, in these important positions to implement socialism on the way to communism. This is what's going on in our society. You want to know what's really going on? Just peel away all the layers of the onion and say, okay, what's really going on here? They're trying to implement socialism in America. They've got to weaken us to the point where we cannot impede their evil plans. That's what's going on. Why is Joe Biden weakening our, um, our, our energy independence and our, uh, you know, trying to bankrupt us and trying to implement central bank digital currencies and all this stuff? It's an effort to weaken America so we cannot, we cannot keep them from implementing socialism and communism here. They've already done it to most of the rest of the world. Anybody that bought into the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations bought into socialism. That's what the goal of that is. The Sustainable Development Goals is the United Nations socialistic blueprint to govern the planet. President Obama signed us on to that back in 2015. That was the Biden, the Obama-Biden administration. Now, Joe Biden is coming right along behind him and implementing these things one right after another all of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. That's what's going on in our society. Why is he trying to move us off of oil and gas and onto this green energy, this renewable energy and all this other stuff? Do you realize we have enough oil and gas to last us for hundreds and hundreds of years? We are fabulously wealthy with these renewable resources or these resources that God has given this country, but yet because of all the agendas that are being pushed by the United Nations, hey, we've got to move on to uh, wind and, and um, you know, solar power and all this other stuff. And move off the oil and gas industry. Very cheap energy. Why are they trying to weaken us? Why would they cut off pipelines and not allow our uh, energy industry to drill for oil and all these different things. They discover new gas pockets. Why? Because they're trying to weaken us to the point where we cannot impede the evil plans of socialism leading to communism. That's what's going on. The Bible says that's exactly what's going to happen. But there will be nations that escape out of the hand of the Antichrist. The country of Jordan, Daniel chapter 11, these will escape out of his hands. The, the, um, the Edom, Moab, and Ammon, that's the country of Jordan. Israel will escape out of his hands. You don't invade a country that is already under your control at the Battle of Armageddon. So Israel will escape out of his hands. And then the United States, Revelation 12, 14. Israel's carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she is nourished in her place for time, times, and half a time. That final three and one half years. So, but we've got to resist. Right? And that's why I want to expose what's going on. I spend so much time on it because it's Satan's effort to impose his will on our country. It's, a, it's his physical effort. The world government. The Bible says in Revelation 13, 1 and 2, that the dragon gave him his seat, power, and its great authority. Satan is the principal driver behind the one world government. And... That's his effort to establish a physical kingdom here on the earth. So I don't want the United States to have anything to do with it. I don't want Satan's 
Satan here physically, and I don't want him here spiritually. So, wow, that's why we spend so much time on it. Okay, so I've got a, almost a full bank of callers. I'm going to get to you guys right after the break. I just wanted to give you some opening dialogue. I've got so much we can talk about. If we don't get into it today, then we will um, get into it. Uh, I'll, I'll, br I'll bring it back to you on Monday. But man, there's so much going on right now in the news that is prophetic. All of the major events going on on the planet today, all of the major events are prophetic. Did you realize that? World government, world religion, Middle East peace, World War III, all of the major events are very prophetic. We're living in the end time just prior to the second coming. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. back everybody and before we get to the calls really quick I want to let you know about our Israel tour uh, that's coming up on May 17th through the 28th May 17th through the 28th I know a lot of you are planning your vacations this part of year uh, on what you're going to do and a lot of people have said well I don't want to go to Israel because I'm scared uh, there's a uh, Palestinian uprisings and all this stuff the fact of the matter is is that it's very, very safe. Look at all the things that are happening here in the United States. Think about this. The, the, um, the, the murder rate in uh, Chicago and different places around the country. But yet you don't leave, you feel very safe here in the United States, don't you? I feel tremendously safe. But yet there are things that happen in Dallas every day. It's the same thing in Israel, but when a Palestinian throws a rock and hits a Jewish person, it makes 
international headlines because it's Israel and the Palestinians and everybody has their eyes upon them. So when uh, uh, somebody is stabbed or something like that, it makes major headlines. But yet it's very safe. Imagine all of that stuff that happens here in the United States, but you still feel safe. It's the same way in Israel. There's places that we will never go in Israel because it's not safe, just like any other country on the planet. However, wherever we go, very, very, very safe. And so I uh, look forward to going in May 17th through the 28th. I will look forward to y'all, many of you joining us. You have, what, maybe, I don't know how many thousands of people we've taken over the years. My father-in-law went over 40 times to Israel. I've been, I think, 15 or 16 times. My wife has been 27 or 28 times. Never had one issue, ever. My father-in-law never did, never. It's always been very, very safe. We know a lot of people over there. We, both of our Israeli guides are ex-Navy SEALs for the Israeli Defense Forces. They're in communication with the uh, military. They know the safe places to go and where they, you know, prob let's not take the group here today. It's really safe. And so you don't have to let um, fear keep you from going and seeing the biblical Holy Land. I mean, come on. I've had so many pastors over the years say, Man, Dave, I, my, all my stories that I've told my whole life have just changed now that I've been here and seen it in person. Because you can stand on the Temple Mountain down in the Kidron Valley right across on the Mount of Olives. There's the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus prayed, where Judas betrayed Him. And there's the Mount of Olives and the Kidron Valley all is right there where the, the Battle of Armageddon is going to culminate. And you can turn around and the, the upper room's right behind you. And the, I mean, everything is right there just within a couple, two or three square miles. Every, a lot of things that happen in the New Testament are right there. And then, of course, we go up to the Sea of Galilee and have the baptisms and the spiritual experiences and the spiritual experience at the tomb and the, the upper room and the baptisms. I mean, man, if you've never had a spiritual experience with God, you ought to come on the tour with us. And the, again, I'll tell you one more time, the people that, that I've, I've got great friends. I, the first time I went to Israel was back in 99. I have great friends today from that tour. And the thing, when we all get together and have dinner or something, they'll come down here to Dallas or perhaps I'm in their area, we may meet and have dinner. The things we talk about are the spiritual experiences that they had on the tour. The sights are nice, but they don't even compare to the spiritual experiences that changed people's lives on that tour. So. If you'd like to go on the tour with us, you can call in and ask for my wife, Jana Robbins, or ask for Brittany Motes, and they can get you set up and ready to go. We're going to be ticketing here uh, before long, so you would certainly want to get your reservations made. That way we can make sure we got enough rooms and we get the flights and all that stuff. We can't do that today before we leave, right? So uh, you got to get your, um, you got to get your spot reserved early. Okay, here we go. Let's go straight to the phones now. Um, David in Texas. God bless David. Welcome to the End Time Show. Well, thank you, Dave. Absolutely. I've been listening to this show, it feels like, most of my life, or at least half of it, and, and yeah. I love it. I listened to Irvin, and, uh, you know, he, he used to talk a lot about the uh, 62 or the 77s, and uh, how in uh, Daniel 9 it would say, that there was uh, seven sevens and 62 sevens. Yes. And he was never really sure 
about how that got added together, you know, and, and uh, how it affected the timeline. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. And, and I looked into it. Yeah. And I found something that I think is uh, very instructive, and I wanted to share it with you. Yeah. Uh, I think that w- when you first look at it, it says uh, in verse 25, no one understand this. From the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler comes, there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens. So it's mentioned two people there, the anointed one and the ruler in that verse, and it does it again in the next verse. In 26, it talks about the anointed one and the people of the ruler who will come. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that that's, it's talking about two different comings, and it's predicting both of them when it gives you the seven sevens and the 62 sevens. So I checked, and actually the time between the Testaments is exactly 62 sevens. And at the end of the Old Testament, there was a, a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. It was the last thing that happened in Nehemiah. And 62 sevens later, Jesus was born. So I looked again, and I said, well, maybe, you know, somebody else thinks this too. And I found Sir Isaac Newton actually said the same thing, mm-hmm. and that the seven sevens were in the future, and there would be a future decree. Well, if you start with the Jerusalem Law of 1980, July 30th, 1980, and count forward seven sevens, you come to a time, uh, it's November 14th, 2028, and that coincides the exact same day that the Pope's current seven-year plan ends on, where he's bringing everyone into compliance with the World Economic Forum. He started at November 14th, 2021. It ends November 14th, 2028. Mm-hmm. Now, all this is explained on... Uh, LogicalPaladin.com or the 77sofdaniel.com. And I, I, I want to invite you and everyone to take a look at this, because if it's accurate and it's true, it's, it's kind of earth-shattering, because it tells us when the seven sevens would start, or when the final seven years would start. Let me ask you a uh, question. Before it starts. Let me ask you a question, Daniel. The Bible says, after three score and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off. What do you do with that? Right. That's that's nine twenty six. Well, because it already told us that it, the the prophecy is to the coming. It says from the time the word goes out until the anointed one, the ruler comes. There right. will be seven sevens and sixty two sevens. Right. After the sixty two sevens ends, after he comes, the sixty two sevens ends, and then he's put to death and has nothing. He's not executed at the end of the sixty two sevens. It's already told us that it's to his coming. Right. Well, that's an. Well, you do understand Jesus was the anointed, right? Yes. Right. So yeah, when that's it says, exactly what I'm saying. Okay, I thought you said that. That was that the sixty-two. The end of the sixty-two was beyond that. No, the sixty-two sevens ends with his coming. The when that's with the Messiah the with Jesus Christ coming the first time. Okay. First coming, and the reason why it says he will be put to death after that is it's telling you that it's his first coming. Correct. That's the whole right, and it you know it's tying in the the crucifixion. This is a, yeah. obviously a so major I'm, part of this. But, I'm on the I'm on the same right page, after. David. Up up to this point, if you if you consider at the end of the the, the sixty two week period, the Messiah comes and be cut off. I'm on the same page with you. That's what Scripture says. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 He comes and then he's cut off. Correct. Right? It's not. It's not the same event. It's two separate events. He comes and he's called. He came when he was when when Mary conceived in her womb the body of Jesus. That's when he came, right? I uh, I, certainly I, I got Baptist you. Okay. Knew it. He left in his womb as a child. He knew Jesus before he was born. I got you. Know you. I mean? okay. Before even one of them was born. Yeah. So anyway, 
it, it, it comes out, it matches exactly what the Pope says. His final seven-year, or his full seven-year plan ends on the yeah. day this begins. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's actually a lot more to it than that. When you look at the, the halfway through the, the seven sevens, if you start in 1980, the exact middle, three and a half sevens, falls in the, during the days of awe, halfway between Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Okay. And the... Uh, uh, Abomination of Desolation would fall on Lagba Omer, and, uh, which is a, uh, the day that they uh, celebrate the Zohar and the birth of the... Uh, they actually stop the counting of the Omer on the 33rd day. Okay. That's uh, Lagba Omer. I don't know if you're familiar with that. They have a big celebration in uh, Israel every year for that. Yeah. It's the Kabbalah and the, the mysticism of the, of, uh, you know, the of Jewish rabbis. Some of, the, some of them are very into that. Okay. I'll tell you, you know, what I'll do, David. I tell you what I'll do, David. I will look into it, um, and okay. then we will, and then I'll, I'll make a comment on it next week. I may teach through Daniel nine twenty four through twenty seven just to make sure Beautiful. we can kind of clear things up. I'll see how what these websites how they align up with what Scripture says, and then we'll go from there. How's Beautiful. that sound? Boy, that would be a, a real blessing, Dave. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll look into it and. Um, See, you know, because I, I just want to make sure everything that you're talking about, I'm not saying it doesn't, but I want to make sure it lines no, up with it. Scripture, and then we'll, uh, then we'll go from there, okay? I wouldn't expect anything different. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I do thank you for the call, and thank you for the insight, my friend. You too. All right. God bless. You have a great weekend. Okay. So what I'll do, everybody, <clears throat> I'll look at the website, and then I will, uh, I'll do a program next week, and just to make sure that you guys understand, or now let's say over the next couple weeks, because i got some things I want to do next week with you, but I'll make sure that you guys understand Daniel's 70 weeks. Very, very important, and then, we will, uh, then we'll go from there. And that way you'll know all the scriptures and everything, uh, hopefully that these um, things line up to. If they don't, then we'll, we want to know what scripture says. And I do thank Dave for the call. A lot of great insight. Okay, let's go to Joe in New York. God bless Joe. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm doing tremendous, Joe. How are you? I'm still breathing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Can we ask for anything else? Well, uh, at my age, that's an accomplishment. That's by the grace of God. If he decides to take me home tomorrow, I'm fine with that. But, um, I'm, you know, I was listening to the last caller, and I really don't want to go into that because I disagree with a lot of what he said. But that's... That's yeah. life. Yeah. You know, we're uh, not going to uh, agree upon everything. Like yeah, yeah. you said, you got to keep going back to the scriptures, but I don't want to discuss that. Yeah, right. I had called in yesterday to talk about, uh, there was a discussion that Vince and Doug were talking about Catholicism and the Pope and all that, and uh, I am very uh, schooled on Roman Catholicism. I spent a lot of time studying it, and uh, a lot of people don't understand and uh, I, I just really feel it strongly in my heart that for us that know and love the Lord, that have Holy Spirit to lead us, that we ought to speak the truth in love. Because one of the callers said that he uh, reads his Bible and he loves the Lord, but he calls himself a Catholic. And I just want to put a very clear warning. We are to get out of that and I say this with love in my heart, because Roman Catholicism is founded on deception. I know the history. I know how it was started. I used to go to a Catholic church 
many, many, many years ago before I knew the Lord. And I'm telling you, you know, Satan works on every front. And his objective is, we know, to rob, kill, steal. And he really hates us who love the Lord. He wants to attack us. But Catholicism is a big deception. And he uses religious spirits to deceive people. And I just want to put out a statement from my heart. If anyone says they love the Lord, read the right Bible. The Roman Catholic Bible is a deception. It's filled with stuff that is not of God. Read the right Bible. But I just tell people, get out of there. Get out of there. You can be deceived and manipulated. No one who knows and loves the Lord can stay in being a Catholic. I will challenge that with all my heart and love everyone. I, the Lord keeps saying, love everybody. That's, that's what we have. But we are to love everyone, but we also ought to warn people that are being deceived. You know, you look up in Webster's Dictionary the definition of being deceived. If I'm deceived about something, someone's got to warn me because I'm being deceived. And I'm telling everyone, if you go to a Catholic church, get out of there. Find a small local church. Get knit together with other people in love because we see more and more the things that the Pope is saying, and then this other bishop or cardinal the other day who is saying that, you know, it's okay to be homosexual. What Bible is he reading? This is a man of God and the calling of some kind of religious hoax, and Satan will use that to deceive people. And I just wanted to put that word with a heart filled with love, because I want to learn to love everyone. Love everyone, but when there's a deception, it's, you know, we got to speak the truth. Yeah. Amen. I, I, I agree with you, Joe. I, I, we got to speak the truth in love and just help people to know the truth. I mean, the Bible says, you shall know the truth, the truth will set you free. Regardless of what religion you're in, uh, what belief system you have, whether you believe in God or whether you're agnostic, we've got to know the truth. And so that's what we're trying to do. And, and I do thank you for your comments. I know that you, we look forward to your call. you sharing the truth in love. And so uh, I've got a full bank of callers, Joe, that I'm going to try to get you. to. I do thank you, my friend. God bless you. And look forward to talking to you next week. God bless you, Dave. All right. Thank you, my friend. And wow, man, that's, that was 30 minutes. Woo! Okay, we're going to have to roll. I'll get to you guys. Just hang over the break here, and uh, then we'll, we'll take your calls. But I want to say that uh, I'll, I'll make a comment on what Joe said after the break here. Uh, very, very important, because what he said is important, but I want to make sure you understand scripturally uh, what's going on, and then we'll, we'll continue on after that. And got a lot of good calls coming up. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools available for $299 will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. 
Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. I'll make a quick comment on what um, Joe said, and then we'll, I'll get to the callers. Uh, I'm going to go to Gary to tex in Texas here in just a moment, but I want to make a quick comment on what Joe said. He was talking about Catholicism and saying you've got to leave that, and you know, uh, and 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 really, we just want to go by the Word of God and what is the truth, right? So. Whether it's Catholicism, Pentecostal, uh, Assembly of the God, whatever. I want to go by the Word of God and what the Word of God says. When we talk about this collective religious world religion that's going to be established in the end time, anybody that has fallen into, and I understand what Joe's saying and I appreciate what he said, but anybody who has fallen into, because the Bible says major religions will be caught up into this one world religious system that are not teaching the truth. The Bible says in Revelation 18.4, when God is talking about the world religious system, come out of her, my people. I believe that there are people that are sincere and love God that are in, that will be in false religions in the end time and that they, they're doing everything that they've been taught to do their whole life. They're sincere. I, I, they say they love God and I believe them. However, you need to make sure that everything, you're, whether it's Catholicism or Islam or whatever it is, you need to make sure that what your belief system is aligns up with the Word of God. The Parliament of World's Religions will invite people there who worship thousands of gods. The Bible doesn't. The Bible only teaches that there's one God. Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is only one Lord. So, I can only serve one God. So if your religion, whatever it is, does not line up with the Word of God, then Jesus said in Revelation 18.4, Come out of her, my people. You that love God, you're sincere, you've got a sincere heart. Come out of her, my people, that you be not a partaker of her plagues and of her sins. God's going to judge that entity before this is over with. And so I think that's what Joe was talking about, was, hey, that there, you know, if anybody, any religion, really, he was pointing specifically towards Catholicism, but... He was, I'm, I'm, I'm saying any religion on the planet that may do something, and he, he mentioned these, uh, some of the Pope's comments and this one um, religious individual that's with the Catholic Church uh, that is 
was, they're starting to say homosexuality may be okay, which is diametrically opposed to the Word of God. Can't pay any attention to that. I've got to get away from that. I mean, I, you can't, in other words, you can't buy into that because it's diametrically opposed to the Word of God. So I would say, I know there's a world religion that's going to be established in the end time. If it's, a, if it's opposed to the Word of God in any way, got to get away from it. Jesus said, come out of her, my people. Out of, come out of this false religion. Regardless of what name they've attached to it, come out of her that you be not a partaker of plagues and other sins. You're not, you don't want God to judge this entity or an entity you're a part of in the end time. You don't want that. You want to be a part of the truth. And so just make sure your religion, regardless of what it is, a, a, a Buddhist, a earth worshiper, whatever, make sure that it aligns up with the Word of God. If it doesn't, then you got to get out, okay? All right, let's go to Gary in Texas. God bless Gary. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Good, good. We know that the last kingdom, Daniel's last kingdom, is the Iron Mix with Clay, the revived Holy Roman Empire. Yes. Right. With all the things going on today with transhumanism, putting graphene in vaccines, Wanting to hook us up to the internet with brain implants right. and tracking. Uh, could that also be a reference iron mixed with clay? I, I don't believe so, and let me tell you why, Gary. Because in Daniel 2, when Nebuchadnezzar had a vision, a dream that he could not interpret, he couldn't even remember the dream, Daniel came before him uh, through a set of events. They were going to kill all the wise men. And they went to Daniel. Daniel said, well, I can't interpret the dream, but I serve a God who can. They take him before Nebuchadnezzar after he had prayed and fasted. And he said, hey, God has revealed your dream to me. Here's what it is. You saw an image. It had a head of gold, arms and breasts of silver, belly and thighs of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron mingled with clay. He said, now here's the interpretation of the dream. Those different metals are symbol, this uh, symbolizes world-governing empires that would rule the world during their era. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, you're the head of gold. You're the, the Babylonian Empire is the head of gold. The next empire was the Medes and the Persians that defeated the Babylonian Empire. And it goes all the way down through there. The arms and breasts of silver, Medes and the Persians. The uh, belly and thighs of brass, that was Alexander's Grecian Empire, ruled the known world during that era. Then the legs of iron were the... Um, Strongest empire, that was the Roman Empire that ruled during the time of Jesus. The Roman Empire ruled from roughly 200 A.D. to 300, uh, uh, 200 B.C. to 300 A.D. Then, so all of those uh, symbols, all of these different metals, uh, the elements change as you go down this statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw. World governing empires. Then he said, I saw a feet of iron mingle with clay. That would be the last empire. The Bible says a stone, uh, Nebuchadnezzar saw a stone that was cut out without hands out of a mountain. It rolls down the mountain and hits the image on the feet and tears the whole world governing body down. That's when the God of heaven comes back to establish his kingdom here on the earth. The Bible says it will fill the whole earth. That's the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay. The feet of iron mingle with clay. What world governing empire does that represent? Well, that's the Holy Roman Empire like you said. It, it has an element of the previous empire, the iron, but it has an extra element that has been added in, and that's the religious element. Well, of course, that's exactly what happened in 800 A.D. when Pope Leo III, the religious element, 
crowned Charlemagne, a Germanic king, the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, 800 AD. And then from then on to 1806 when Napoleon defeated King Francis II, that was the, for 1,000 years the Holy Roman Empire reigned. It was defeated when Napoleon defeated King Francis II in 1806. It was reborn on, in November, I think it's November 3rd, 2009, when the Lisbon Treaty was signed. A European constitution, they called it a treaty, and that um, kind of federalized all those nations together. It's the European Union today. That is the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire. That is the entity that will be the power base of the Antichrist, and that is the modern-day iron mixed with clay because it's a world-governing empire. So I understand what you're saying and how you might be able to kind of maybe tie that into it if you're looking at it from a certain perspective, but as far as Scripture goes, it's going to be a global governing empire that will be the power base of the Antichrist in the end time. Well, thanks, Dave. I think, I think it's something we definitely need to keep our eye on. You know? No, I totally I, agree with you 100%. I, I absolutely you. agree with you because it, it could be very devastating to our society if we get into this transhumanism and turn an animal, uh, humans into machines and all this other stuff. I don't want anything to do with any of that. I want to go to heaven and be with the Lord for eternity. That's my goal. And so I, I absolutely agree with something we should um, keep our eye on. I totally agree with you 100%, but I simply don't know how we could tie the feet of iron with clay into, into transhumanism. I don't know how we could bridge that gap there, Gary. You know, also I, I sent you a picture of a Time magazine from 1971 cover. I saw that. Showing... Okay, I just want to make sure you've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely did see it. It's been their plan for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, mind manipulation and all this other stuff. And, and that's absolutely... I, I know that they would love to do that. I mean, I, I don't care uh, if Elon Musk did take over Twitter. Uh, I still will never let him put a chip in my brain. It's never going to happen to me. I'm never going to allow them to put any chip in my body anywhere. Uh, because once now that I understand the prophecies of the Bible... That's, those are absolutely precursors to the mark of the beast. Never going to happen. And so that's why we need to talk about it every day, Gary. Thanks, Dave. All right. God bless you, my friend. And thanks for all the information you're sending me. I'm looking at it, but uh, wow. It, it's like almost drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> all right, man. God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Okay. Let's go to Zachary in Kentucky. God bless Zachary. Welcome to the End Time Show. Praise the Lord. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Um, I've got a question, but first I just wanted to say that I appreciate Brother Joe and what he was saying and what you were touching on. And I think it's important to note that the doctrines of the Catholic Church are supersede and go beyond the Catholic Church in itself. Um, I don't think we can assume just because, oh, I go to a Protestant church, I'm safe. Um, we know that's not the case, that... Protestantism is just an arm of Catholicism, still teaching many of the same things of the Catholic Church. So I think we just need to be mindful of that and know what we believe, know where it started. Amen. And if it wasn't the Apostles' Doctrine that the Lord Jesus told us to con continue steadfastly in, yes. then we've got to flee. Yep. Totally agree, Zach. And so my question for you today is... Does the Bible give any indication as to when the two witnesses will be revealed? Yes, sir. 
Um, if you go to Revelation chapter 11, okay. the, Bible's, the Bible's talking about the very beginning of the Great Tribulation here, that final three and one half years. Um, it says that, it, it, that John was given a vision of a future temple. And he said, John, measure the temple, but don't measure the outer court because it will be trodden down the Gentiles for 42 months. And then in the very next verse, this would be a Revelation 11, 3. The Bible says, and this is time, the, the duration of the Great Tribulation. The Bible says, and I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days. So it's okay. at that point right there that we will be able to know conclusively who the two witnesses are. That's when they are revealed is when the Lord will bring them on the scene. Prior to that, I mean, there are men of God in the earth today that, are, that have very powerful ministries and, you know, people are being healed and things like that. But we yeah. can't say at this point, these guys are the two witnesses. But when we get three and a half years into the final seven years and God brings these two guys on the scene that have power to stop the rain or power to turn the water into blood and things like that, then we will know who they are, uh, and I'm going to have them writing in End Time magazine and on our radio program and in our speaking in our college in Jerusalem. I'll be doing all of that, but up until that point, I don't know if we'll be able to to uh, identify them or not. Amen. Well, that answers my question, yes, and I appreciate your answer. All right, Zachary. Well, thank you much, and God bless you, my friend. Bless you. Okay, so we're coming up to a break. I'll get to Gina from Colorado after the break. Uh, immediately, but I, I do want to mention again that um, this this socialistic takeover of the of the world, and I, I man, I can't spend enough time on this because if you want to know really what's going, a lot of people want to know. Well, what's the Great Reset? What's this Build Back Better? That what's the Council for Inclusive Capitalism? What are these Sustainable Development Goals? Dave's already t always talking about on the End Time Show. Listen, listen, listen. Always remember this. The United Nations is socialistic. Every agenda that comes from the United Nations will be socialistic. Everybody that aligns their self with the United Nations is socialistic. You can't buy into and advocate for these Sustainable Development Goals, which is the socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to run the world, you can't buy into them and say, yes, United Nations, we will help you implement these unless you have a socialistic leaning. And so you can tell what's at the core of somebody by what they do. I don't, I don't really listen much to what people say, but I sure do watch what people do because it'll tell you every time what's inside somebody. So I wanna make sure that we understand this socialistic takeover of the world I don't want anything to do with it. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider 
partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Well, welcome back, everybody. And again, I am taking your calls, 1-877-363-8463. I'll do my best to get to everybody by the end of the program. If not, we'll uh, get back together next Monday. Um, let's go straight to Gina in Colorado. God bless, Gina. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call today. And um, just want you to know that End Time Ministries has been my friend for a very, very long time, like, more than a decade long. And oh, thank so I you. I still appreciate you guys and, and Irvin and everything he did. And you too. Gosh, what a great ministry. But so here's my, my question. I've, I've heard you both teach about how in the, at the very end or in the end time, there would be a speeding up of time. Yes. And I don't think there's anybody that would disagree with me that it seems like, whoa, where did the day go? And where has time right. gone? It seems like that is happening, and I wondered um, where in the Bible that is, I, I, yes. and what y'all think. Okay. I'll go with that. Yeah. So if you understand the skeletal structure of the book of Revelation, the seven seals, uh -huh. the seven trumpets, seven vials, um, and that they are all stories leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation is simply the unveiling or the revealing of Jesus Christ, and it the, the Second coming is told, uh, talked about many times in the book of Revelation. So, the seals, a set of events leading up to uh, the uh, story that ends, ends at the second coming, the battle of Armageddon. The trumpets are the same thing. Uh, it's a shorter story, a shorter set of events. So, the first five of the trumpets have already occurred. The next two are the sixth trumpet, World War III, the seventh trumpet, the, is the second coming of Jesus Christ in the Battle of Armageddon. The first three are, the, and I'm going to tell you a story here because that's the only way I can explain this. God started, my father-in-law was asking the Lord to show him the um, interpretation of these prophecies and ask God, you know, help me, you know, with uh, the, uh, the seven trumpets. He's trying to figure it all out. And... Um, and I'm answering your question here, Gina, but i got to tell you the story. It's the only way I can get to it. So mm -hmm. um, if you, the, he was writing a manual for the first, very first Understand the End Time series that we did years ago. It was a VHS series way back. And he's writing the manual for that, but he was trying to study the seven uh, trumpets and he didn't have them all figured out. Well, God told him, he had heard people over the time, over time, people had said, hey, I've heard that the word uh, wormwood means Chernobyl, and maybe the Chernobyl nuclear accident was the third trumpet in Revelation chapter 8. Well, my father-in-law thought, well, you know, I've, you know we, we have many people tell us, I've had so many people over the years say, hey, so-and-so is the Antichrist, Hitler was the Antichrist, blah, blah, blah. And so we've got drawers full of stuff where people have said, here's my opinion. Well, people told him over the years that wormwood John said, I saw a star fall from heaven by the name of Wormwood, that that was actually the Chernobyl nuclear accident. So my father-in-law is sitting down writing this manual, trying to figure all this out. 
Um, and God, now he was a very spirit-led individual. I know this is going to sound mm -hmm. like, you know, way out there to some people, but I'm telling you, this is how we live our lives. The Bible says, they that yep. are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. This is how we live our lives. So he's sitting there writing this, writing this manual, and God says to him, check out the uh, rumor that you heard that the, that the star Wormwood was actually Chernobyl. And he, now this is my father-in-law having a conversation. He said, God, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy right now. I'm trying to get this manual done. I, I'll, I'll get to that afterwards. And, my, and the Lord spoke back to him and said, Irvin, I said, check on this rumor that this wormwood is Chernobyl. And, and I've got to tell you the story to get to your answer. So I'm, I'm, I apologize, but I, I can't do it without no. this. So All good. Um, my father and the Lord said, call the library if you don't have time, and, she'll, and the librarian will do the work for you. Now, this is a conversation between my father-in-law and God. I, God spoke to him like that. So not in an audible voice, but just like an impression. So he says, okay, pushes himself back, goes to his phone, calls Morrison Reeves Library in Richmond, Indiana, and he says, ma'am, I have heard a rumor that the word Wormwood means Chernobyl. Is that true? And she said, oh, yeah. They, uh, the the um, Wormwood was this medicinal, medicinal plant and that uh, in a Ukrainian Bible or a Russian Bible, uh, I think it's a Ukrainian Bible, it is the word Chernobyl. And she gives him this big old long explanation. And he said, man, that's not normal that anybody would know all this about the Wormwood and Chernobyl and all this Russian-Ukrainian stuff. And he says, how did you know that? And she says, well, I just happened to be studying for my doctorate in Russian. So, God, it was a God-ordained phone call. He, my father-in-law gets yeah. the lady that answers the phone that was doing her doctorate in Russian. She lays out this big old thing. He said, can you give me documentation? She said, oh yeah, no problem. About 15, 20 minutes later, she calls him back. She's got books, page numbers, all the documentation for all of this. Anyway, we've documented all this over the years. So the third trumpet, God showed him the third trumpet first. It was the Chernobyl nuclear accident that happened April 26, 1986. Then God's, he thought, well, if that's the case, what, what was the first and second trumpet? Well, now we know it's World War I, World War II. That's the first three trumpets. The yeah. four, then, then the fourth trumpet. or Then he, God showed him the fifth trumpet was the um, Iraq war with Saddam Hussein. And again, this is a whole Bible study, so I won't take time to do all this, but he showed him the fifth trumpet, so he showed him the third, the second, the first, and then the fifth trumpet. So the third trumpet was in 1986. The fifth trumpet was in 1990-91. So God, my father-in-law was like, God, you got to help me with this fourth trumpet. The fourth trumpet, for everybody listening, says this. Revelation 8, 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, a third part of the moon... And the third part of the stars, third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. So my it's, it's saying something is shortened here. Well, my father-in-law was asking God, how in the world did this happen between 1986 and 1990-91? Very short period of time right there. Well, he was, my mother-in-law, who's a spirit-led person as well, he, he couldn't figure it out. He, had, he was asking God. Nothing was coming to him. 
And he was just, he was seeking God's face and he wasn't going to teach on it or write on it until God helped him with it. Well, my mother-in-law was praying as well. She asked God, she said, God, you've called Irvin Baxter into this prophecy ministry. He, he, he's trying to figure all this stuff out, but you've got to show him these things. And he's trying to figure out the fourth trumpet right now. Can you help him with that? And God spoke to her and said, the fourth trumpet has already occurred. And he said, well, so my father-in-law was trying to figure this out first. got to tell you this. This is a big old story. I, hate, I mean, but it's, it, everybody needs to know. So my father-in-law had tried to figure out. Let me see. This says the, the day itself is going to be shortened, but it can't be the amount of days because the Bible talks in many times about a, a specific 1260-day period and a 1290-day period when you get into Revelation chapter 12. So it can't be the amount of days that is shortened. It's got to be the day itself. So my mother-in-law is praying to God and said, Hey, you've you got you to help Irvin with this. He's got to be able to explain these things. This is before I ever come on the scene. I was out building houses at this point. So he said, um, she, God spoke to my mother-in-law and said, I've already shortened the days, but um, I've just sped up time. And that's how, then nobody knows about it yet. So my mother-in-law was like, hmm. So she, when she gets done with what she was doing, she drives home. She tells my father-in-law, Irvin, God spoke to me today. Well, she had never said that many times to him throughout his life. So he says, what did he say? She said, I know you're trying to figure out this fourth trumpet about the, uh, the shortening of the days. But she said, God spoke to me and said he's already done that. But nobody knows it because he sped up time. Well... My father-in-law had kind of an engineering type mind and he tries to figure it all out. How can a guy run a four-minute mile and, you know, he's only doing, you know, he's being cut by a, a third part here and this, that, and the other. He couldn't figure it out. Well, he goes to a, a restaurant just after that, he and my mother-in-law, and they see one of the professors that was a good friend of our family in the restaurant. And my father-in-law is giving him this scenario that he believes that the days have been shortened, but God has just sped up the time and nobody really knows about it. And the guy, the professor goes, oh, he said, well, that's easy to explain. Don't you understand Einstein's theory of relativity? E equals mc squared. My father-in-law said, uh, no. And he said, you could, you can, if you sped up time, uh, light and time are relative. And if you speed both of them at the same time, it, it can seem like a, you know, a whole different, it's, it, it depends on your perspective. So, my father-in-law talked to another professor, a friend of his. The guy said the same thing. Man, don't you understand Einstein's theory of relativity? And so my father-in-law started looking back through events that happened about when time could have sped up in between 1986 and 1990-91. Well, a world event that happened. Well, if you look at the tearing down of the Berlin Wall and the process of globalization that we moved off into, and uh, the, the, the beginning of the New World Order at that point in 1989, the world seemed to speed up after that. The process of globalization, the Cold War went away, and it's like we could, the, the entire um, East and West came together, globalization started, and now we can order things from China, and it's, well, until this supply chain issue, it could just be here in no time, and... Um, it's like the whole world opened up with the internet. A lot of different things happened. So, 
my father-in-law had to rely on the fact that God had spoken to my mother-in-law and said, hey, I actually sped up time. I've already done that. This prophecy's occurred. And we looked at it and said, or my father-in-law did at that point, and said, okay, God, how did you do this? And it's our opinion that at the time where the Berlin Wall was torn down, the two Germanys reunited. That was a catalyst that launched us into the New World Order and that that started with the process of globalization. We went off into uh, the world time sped up. I've got articles that actually say 1989, the year that changed the world and that we moved on from being in this Cold War situation to all that going away and now time is, it seems like time has sped up since 89 and the world is moving at such a rapid pace. The internet came on the scene. I mean, all these things happened, and now we're running at light speed. Whereas when I was, I graduated high school in 86, and man, it seemed like time was just crawling. And so that's what, that's what we, how we interpret that, Gina, because of all yeah. of the backstory, is that it was the tearing down of the Blim Wall and the speeding up of time with the process of globalization moving into the New World Order scenario at that point. Man, I hope you got all that. Wow, you know, I was I was taking notes voraciously. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so it, I'm, I'm. It does make sense, and I think now I remember you talking about it. So, would you say that would be the fourth trumpet? That's correct. Yeah, the tearing the down of the balloon wall would be the speeding up of time. That's correct. The tearing down of the balloon wall and the speeding up of time at that time. Okay. Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Ooh. That was really a great explanation. All right, Gina. I know. I could go into a lot more documentation, but I knew we weren't going to have time. So I'm coming up to the end of the program, but I want to say God bless each and every one of you. And we're doing the best we can to follow God. That's all we can do because what are we doing here? We're trying to prepare everybody for the soon return of Jesus Christ. It's called the gospel of the kingdom of God. Man, we love all y'all. Thanks for watching us and have a great weekend.